So today, um, I thought I would start with a Zen koan. And this one is um, a great classic. It comes to us from uh, Zen master Anman, you know, who um, was, is famous actually for his, his teaching is the subject of, of um, many koans. So in this one, the question that he asks, he says, medicine and disease cure each other. The whole earth is medicine. What is your true self? So nowadays when um, we're looking for the cure for the virus, it's very natural to think, well, what is the medicine? He says, the whole world is medicine. So this comes from the tradition, from actually the historical Buddha, that the, the Buddha was known as the great physician because he was able to offer remedies for whatever particular ill uh, that human beings were suffering from by treating it at its root cause and the root cause, according to Buddhist medicine, the root cause is always what's going on within ourselves. That in sometimes we might have an imbalance related to, um, you know, excessive craving or aversion or simply ignorance, which is not understanding how things really work, how causes and conditions arise. You know, we take for something permanent what is impermanent. And so in that way, from the very beginning, the Buddha adapted his teachings. He taught the Four Noble Truths for quadrillion different ways so that everyone could hear them in the way that they were best suited to. And in the Koan commentary, it says it's like exchanging sweet fruit for bitter gourds. In traditional Asian medicine, the taste of something is closely correlated to its healing properties. So for something like a virus, there tends to be a bitter medicine. Whereas for something else, um, perhaps if people are running hot, right, the medicine then might be something sweet because the sweet has a cooling property. But without knowing any of that backstory, you know, we know that the, that the, the teaching was given according to the potential. For some people who are um, clinging to non-existence, for instance, um, you know, the idea of emptiness, you know, a kind of Zen sickness, then the, then the teaching would be speaking about existence, how how this provisional self operates, you know, how it takes shape in the world. On the other hand, for people who are too attached to existence, the medicine is non-existence. The medicine is saying, don't you realize none of this exists the way that you think of it exists? You think this is my house and my yard and my children, but what of that, uh, anything of that is actually yours? Do you even know what that yours is? So in that vein, when someone asked Zen Master Joju, does a dog have Buddha nature? He replied, moo, which means no. 
but that moo it, it's actually a, a deeper answer it's not just you know on the one hand yes there's the quandary you know buddha from the very beginning said everything has buddha nature but when someone asked joju does a dog have buddha nature he replied moo which means no how could he say that you know how do we break through that that moo that that no um is is like a very deep rabbit hole and the only way that we can emerge from that is by uh, letting go of our conception about the way that things are letting go of that dualistic thinking that always tries to take the fishing hook all the koans are like a fishing hook for the discursive mind if you have a lot of thinking and you try to solve it um, analytically then it never really yields but if we go back into our gut into our deepest trusting our deepest experience then the answer does arise so um, the further commentary says right now this whole earth is a profuse array of myriad forms up to and including one's own self at once it's medicine at that moment what can you call yourself so that there's um an experience I had in a, a dream that reminds me of this traditional story from the, the, the Taoist text of Shuangzi. You know, in, the, in that book, there's a story about this um, person. You know, this man had a dream, and in the dream, he was a butterfly. So it, when um, Changcho awoke, he remembered the dream, but then he wondered, you know, am I a butterfly dreaming I am Changzhou? Or am I Changzhou who, who dreamt I was a butterfly? You know, there's some way in which um, neither of these forms is, is actually our true self, because our true self is um, beyond that. So in the further commentary, uh, the Bodhisattva Nyanjushri, who is supposed to embody this non-dual wisdom, says to the disciple Sudana, Sudana, pick medicinal herbs. And then he adds, if there is something that is not medicine, bring it to me. So Sudana goes out diligently and he comes back, he tells Manjushri, there is nothing that is not medicine. Okay, Manjushri says, then gather something that is medicine. Sudana brings back one blade of grass. Manjushri holds up the blade of grass in front of an assembly and says, this medicine can kill people and it can bring people back to life which is, you know, a tall order for a blade of grass. And so what does that mean? You know, it's the whole earth is medicine. It means that everything that we encounter can be um, the, the place of awakening. 
for me, I go out, um, you know, during this um, stay at home time. Yeah, you know, I'd like to have this Instagram account going and because I'll put some Dharma teaching beneath it at least half the time. And normally there would be, I don't know, interesting places that I would be going. And right now there's not that many interesting places I'm going to tell the truth. But then what happens when I go out and I take a walk around my neighborhood and I look closely, I realize all these flowers that are growing in my neighborhood are flowers I would have had to go to a greenhouse to see in Massachusetts. And here I am, you know, there's not a greenhouse, everything is just growing. How amazing is that? You know, and so when I feel caught up in things, you know, and I pass by the flowers thinking, oh, I've already seen this, I've already photographed this. That's, that's, that's one experience. You know, that's that, you know, kind of been there, done that mind. But when I really look and see, then that flower can be the place of awakening. Any, any experience whatsoever, whether it is bitter or sweet, actually. Um, it essentially has one taste, which is that taste of liberation. So just to point a direction, I'm going to share actually some teaching from the Zen master Chinul, who is from the Korean lineage. And he really points a direction towards being able to see things as medicine, being able to taste and see. He asks, he's having an exchange with a student who the student has asked, what is the mind of void and calm, numinous awareness? So really it's that question, what is my true self? And we're at the same question. And Chinul replies, what has just asked that question is precisely your mind of void and calm, numinous awareness. Why not trace back its radiance rather than um, searching for it outside? He says to the student, do you hear the sound of the crow calling and the magpie calling? And the student says, yes. So then Chinul says, trace them back. Listen to your hearing nature. Who is it that's listening? Right now, you know, as you're listening to my words, you can ask that question. Who is it that's listening? You know, so as we enter the, into that question, we're making contact with awareness itself, which is clear and transparent beyond any conditions. So that's our original treasure. And, and that's the point from which everything in our world becomes good medicine to um, free us from that illusion of separation and bring us back to the truth of our connection. So then,
I think Ji Hyung will call right back in. I guess she froze and disappeared. So she there she is. 